The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanki. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanki. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for listening and thanks so much for sharing. I've had numerous requests over the weeks for a show containing a coaching concept for people to utilize and practice. So today I am going to honor that request and you guys get me today and I'm going to be talking about moving through roadblocks of fear. Now first, each week I talk about the simplicity of life. I like to think of it as the boomerang effect. And you guys have heard me, if you've listened to the show before, you've heard me talk about the boomerang effect each and every week. And the boomerang effect is simply what you throw out is what you get back. And it's important to raise your level of conscious awareness of what you're throwing out to the world. And it starts with your thoughts, your words, and your actions. Are your thoughts aligned with what you desire to create? Are your words moving you in a direction of being grateful for creating that desire? And are your actions getting you closer to or further away from your intention? These are really important questions to ask yourself so that you can begin to make changes in your life and empower yourself to be the very best version of you. Now, recently, I read a terrific story that depicts the tremendous power of love and connection between two people. And it really, to me, it spoke to my heart because it demonstrates the ultimate boomerang of love and support between two men. And I want to read this story to you now And then I will get into our very important topic of the day, which is moving through roadblocks of fear. So this is the story, and it's called The Window. And you may have heard this, but it's worth repeating. Two men, both seriously ill, occupied the same hospital room. One man was allowed to sit up in his bed for an hour each afternoon to help drain the fluid from his lungs. His bed was next to the room's only window. The other man had to spend all of his time flat on his back. The men talked for hours on end. They spoke of their wives and families, their homes, their jobs, their involvement in the military service, where they had been on vacation. And every afternoon, when the man by the bed by the window could sit up, he would pass the time by describing to his roommate all the things that he could see out the window. The man in the other bed began to live for those one-hour periods where his world would be broadened and enlivened by all the activity and color of the world outside. The window overlooked a park with a lovely lake. Ducks and swans played on the water while children sailed their model boats. Young lovers walked arm in arm amidst the flowers of every color of the rainbow. Grand old trees graced the landscape and a fine view of the city skyline could be seen in the distance. As the man by the window described all this in exquisite detail, the man on the other side of the room would close his eyes and imagine the picturesque scene. One warm afternoon, the man by the window described a parade passing by. Although the other man couldn't hear the band, he could see it in his mind's eye as the gentleman by the window portrayed it with descriptive words. Then, unexpectedly, a sinister thought entered his mind. 
Why should the other man alone experience all the pleasures of seeing everything while he himself never got to see anything? It didn't seem fair. At first thought, the man felt ashamed, but as the days passed and he missed seeing more sights, his envy eroded into resentment and soon turned him sour. He began to brood and he found himself unable to sleep. He should be the one by that window, that thought, and only that thought now controlled his life. Late one night, as he lay staring at the ceiling, the man by the window began to cough. He was choking on the fluid in his lungs. The other man watched in the dimly lit room as the struggling man by the window groped for the button to call for help. Listening from across the room, he never moved, never pushed his own button, which would have brought the nurse running in. In less than five minutes, the coughing and choking stopped, along with that, the sound of breathing. Now there was only deathly silence. The following morning, the day nurse arrived to bring water for their baths. When she found the lifeless body of the man by the window, she was saddened and called the hospital attendants to take it away. As soon as it seemed appropriate, the other man asked if he could be moved next to the window. The nurse was happy to make the switch, and after making sure he was comfortable, she left him alone. Slowly, painfully, he propped himself up on one elbow to take his first look at the world outside. Finally, he would have the joy of seeing it all himself. He strained to slowly turn to look out the window beside the bed. It faced a blank wall. The man asked the nurse what could have compelled his deceased roommate who had described such wonderful things outside this window. The nurse responded that the man was blind and could not even see the wall. She said, perhaps he just wanted to encourage you. What an incredible story of a boomerang of love support and encouragement. And that's the type of thing that this show is about. It's about throwing out boomerangs of love support and encouragement. And now on to our topic of the day. I believe that each person on this planet has the power within themselves to make a difference in their own lives and the lives of others. By recognizing that greatness exists within and being willing to own that power, you can have the ability to live a very exceptional life. There really is only one true roadblock that keeps people from living in their potential. And what is that roadblock, you ask? It really is fear. That's it. And what is fear really? Well, if you've heard the acronym, fear is false evidence appearing real. It is a creation of our own minds. Just like that gentleman in the hospital bed, his fear overtook the joy and glory of what was going on with the blind man describing what was going on out the win- outside the window. And that fear really took hold of him. So that was another purpose of sharing that story. If we look at some of the things that we're afraid of and what we focus our very important thought energy on worrying about, most of those things never come to pass. Again, just like the man in the hospital bed. Therefore, fear becomes something that we waste valuable energy on. Now, don't get me wrong. As long as we're here on earth, we are going to have fear-based thoughts. I've been looking at my thoughts regularly for the past 17 years, and I can tell you I still have fear-based thoughts. This is a world of contrast. It's one where we see summer and winter, hot and cold, night and day. And we also are going to experience love and fear. And we're also going to have thoughts of love and fear. But these emotions are the foundations of our lives. And fear affects the most fundamental aspects of our living. We can use fear, though, as a wake-up call that you're not in control, but rather fear is in control of your world. And it is the greatest opportunity to make a change and make a difference in your life. So we're going to start with a couple of simple tools today to utilize that when you that to utilize when you are faced with fear. So the first one is really easy to remember. 
because most of us learned these valuable steps in kindergarten when we were about five years old. And it actually applied to the fact that when we were crossing the street or at a train station looking for uh, at the train tracks, railroad tracks. And it's called Stop, Look, and Listen. And I do understand and know that this is a really important one when you're crossing the railroad tracks, but it's also important when you're faced with a fear in your own life. So let's start with a common fear that I hear often from my clients. And this one comes up even with clients who have successful jobs. It's the fear of not making enough money. So if we look to apply the stop, look, and listen principle, um, let's, let's look at an example. And I'm going to use a really basic, simple example to start with. And then you can look at the example and use it to apply to any fear that comes up in, in your own world. So let's just say you're shopping and you don't want to buy a pair of pants because you're afraid that if you spend money on these pants that you might be taking away from something else. That would be fear of lack coming in, um, fear of not having enough or lack of abundance that may um, be coming up for you. So look at what is coming up for you. And if we apply the stop, look, and listen principle, the first part of that is to stop. So we simply stop stop yourself from saying or doing anything. So if you can imagine this coming up in the store, um, what we do is we just say, this is a fear that's coming up. I can't spend this money because whatever the fear is and stop, stop all action from happening right in that very moment. Don't do anything. Don't think about anything. Rather just stop. Now the next principle in our formula in dealing with a roadblock of fear is to look. So when you look, you want to ask to look at the situation from a place of wisdom. So this is that knowing connection to the truth that we all have in place and the knowing connection to the truth that everyone has access to at any given moment, but sometimes people just forget that they have access to it. So let's ask a couple of questions in the look phase of the stop, look, and listen formula. And that would be, what's really going on here? What is really presenting itself? Is what's going on here real? Or is it something that is just in my own mind? Just like that man in the hospital bed that we talked about earlier, um, the fear started to come in because he was thinking that, hey, I should be the guy by the window enjoying the scenes every single day instead of my roommate enjoying those scenes. So fear really entrenched and engulfed that man's mind. And that's all he could focus on. And that was such a great example, not only of a loving, encouraging boomerang, but it was also a great example of being entrenched and engulfed in fear. And often, myself included, and my clients will have that experience around fear. So when we stop, and when we look, And when we ask ourselves, are my thoughts tuned into this fear? Is the $50 that I'm going to spend, if that's what it happens to be, on these pants really going to make an impact on my life, on my retirement? And it may be true. It may be that if you look from that place of wisdom and you know that now is not the appropriate time to make a purchase, you may get, hey, just don't make this purchase right now. However, often what presents itself when a purchase for oneself comes up is the fear of not being worthy or the fear of not being good enough to buy something for yourself. So it's often so easy to spend money on others and not easy to spend money on oneself. That I see that very often in my clients. And so it's important to look and see if that fear of self-worth is presenting itself to you. 
So look from that place of wisdom and go ahead and ask if this is a fear of self-worth that's presenting itself to you. And that's a really important uh, thing for you to do. So we're going to um, take a quick break. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to look to apply the final formula here, which is the listen formula. So be sure to, be sure to tune back in so you can hear the final formula. And then I've got another uh, tool to deal with fear. So we'll be right back. Thanks for listening, everyone. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Question, what's working and what's not working in your life? Though we resolve each year to do things differently and we want what's great for our businesses, our relationships, our health, and more, we don't always know where to turn when life gets tough. That's where Leading Life Large with host Rob Braun comes in. Our show challenges you to reevaluate where you are and keep pushing your way to the success you desire. If you want it bad enough, we can help you turn your life around. Leading Life Large airs Mondays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. Thanks for joining us again. Today we're talking about moving through roadblocks of fear. This is a coaching concept and a principle that I really enjoy uh, working through with each of my clients. And it's something, it's a, it's a very important fundamental tool that I use with each of my clients. So I wanted to share it with all of you, the listeners today, so that you can begin to apply these principles and empower yourselves to live a life of greatness like you are here and meant to do. So when we broke, we talked about the uh, the very important formula of stop, look, and listen. And I didn't get a chance to finish up the listen concept, so I want to get, get to the final phase of that, which is listen. And what we're going to do here is listen to your heart. How do you respond from a place of love when fear is being presented? How do you respond from a place of wisdom when fear is engulfing your mind? If your heart tells you that this is simply a means of, of this and not the appropriate time to make a purchase, we use the example of purchasing the pants, and you're responding from a place of love, then that's perfect. However, if a fear is presenting itself and your heart says that you really need a new pair of pants and you deserve a new pair of pants because you're going to feel great going to work in your new pair of pants and then you respond from a place of knowing that there's an abundance of money and perhaps by even buying these pants that your abundance will grow simply because you are looking and feeling so good, it may lead to, you know, another business opportunity for you or another sale or another deal for you to uh, close on. So listen from that place of your heart. If you just listen simply from the reasoning mind, you're going to always just remain in that place and in that voice of fear. So first, use the simple stop, look and listen approach with yourself when you're looking fear in the face. The difficulty that I see with most people is that most people resist fear rather than explore it. In fact, we as a society have become programmed to only welcome positive emotion. And we think that negative emotion is either bad or weak. And I can tell you that with the thousands of people that I've worked with over the years, when I see a fear arise and I get so excited 
when a client is in fear. And for me, or, or in anger or whatever the emotion is, for me, it get, it's so exciting because I know that if that client has the courage to walk through his or her own fears, um, then their lives begin to open up and there becomes very beautiful meaning to the life uh, of that client. So take the stop, look and listen approach to dealing with fear instead of what most people do is resist it or react to it. And it reminds me of a great quote from Winston Churchill. It takes courage to stand up and speak out. It takes more courage to sit down and listen. So listening to yourself and listening to your heart from a place of love rather than a fear is a really, really beneficial tool in helping you move through that roadblock of fear. Now, before moving into our next tool, I want to be sure that you either have a notebook or something to write on because you're going to need to take some notes. So go ahead and get some notes for yourself because what we're going to do in this um, segment now is to explore fear. So I do want to remind you if you are driving, please no note taking while driving. Um, If you're listening to the podcast, that's supposed to be really funny. And while you're getting your notes, I want to mention a really interesting fact, and it demonstrates the importance of knowing if you are connecting to love or fear and knowing the power of what happens to other people and the impact that it has on other people if you connect to love or fear. So what I want you to do as you're getting your notebook and something to write with is imagine that there are two guitars in the same room. Each of these two guitars are perfectly tuned to an E note. So if you play the E note on the first guitar and the second guitar is completely across the room, these two guitars, they're in the same room, so they're connected with that perfectly tuned E note. The second guitar, without being touched on the opposite side of the room, will begin playing that E note without anyone ever touching it. So that is the tuning of the two guitars. So why do I share this story with you? Well, the reason why I share it is because it demonstrates the power of sound vibrations and how closely connected those sound vibrations are and the impact that those sound vibrations have, in in this case, playing the guitar, playing the E note. So one guitar on one side of the room, the other guitar is on the other side of the room, You and they're perfectly tuned to an E note, and uh, you play on one one guitar, you play the E note, And the sound will travel through the air and the sound waves connect so that the second guitar, without touching it, plays. The same fact holds true to human beings. It is the importance of vibrations and how vibrations are closely connected to that, to you um, and to other human beings. Love vibrates and fear also vibrates and just the mere vibration will impact and affect other human beings. It's like this. Imagine walking into a room where there's an argument. There's been an argument or you you know an argument just ensued. How does that room feel? It feels heavy. It feels tense. Some people can describe that room as the tension being so thick that you can cut it with a knife. So that's really, really thick. It's very heavy. That's the vibration of fear. That's what people feel when they are among other people vibrating at a place of fear. It's very heavy. It's very draining. And it's very tense. That heavy feeling is one that affects everyone around you. Uh, You may not be able to identify it, but you can certainly feel the heaviness, the denseness. You can feel it if you really tune in to how you're feeling in the moment. Now, in contrast, 
Let's imagine that you are out at a summer concert on a perfect night and there are 60,000 fans who are singing and dancing to the wonderful music that the band is playing. And what is this feeling? Yes, it's a vibration that is light, it's fun, it's uplifting, and it's extremely energizing. And that's how love vibrates. It has that equal impact that affects others. When you're immersed in love, people can certainly feel it. And all of you out there have been around someone that's just so positive and powerful and uplifting to be around. I certainly have. And you just love to be just in an environment where those people exist and you want to get close to them and you want to be with them because they, you, because they are vibrating at a place of love and you feel that uplifting, positive, powerful energy. One of the things that I get to do as part of my job, and I really enjoy doing it, is I get to officiate weddings. And this past weekend, I officiated a wedding for Paul and Amanda. And I love doing it because the the whole focus and the whole feeling is on, on a vibration of love. And it, that love is so contagious. And in fact, there were so many moments where the bride and groom who were standing right in front of me, they looked at me while I was conducting the ceremony. And that love was just oozing out of their pores. You could just see it in their smiles and feel it in how they were interacting in, in, with one another. And there were sentimental moments in the ceremony. There were funny moments in the ceremony. There were um, very deep and meaningful moments in the ceremony. And each of those had such an impact and it really, you could just really see how in love these two were. And so it was, it's just really fun for me to be a part of that and to be in that energy and that vibration of love. So be aware of the vibration, just like the E note on the guitars and the effect of that vibration that you're giving off to people because people may not be able to identify it, but remember, they can certainly feel it. And it's kind of like those two men in the hospital room that one guy was always looking forward to and always really excited about how things were going to be described for that hour's worth of time from his roommate. And then all of a sudden, fear just took hold of his thoughts. And so you can identify your own fears if you just look into your thoughts. Fear is not a natural state of being. Love is our only state, our own natural state of being. And therefore, when we find ourselves vibrating in a place of fear, that's exactly the point where we can empower ourselves to take action and to make another choice. And that is really, um, really important to do so. So now that everybody, uh, I think by now you probably have your uh, pen and paper handy. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look to acknowledge fear as it comes up within your body's wisdom. And one of my favorite things to do is to use the body's wisdom to help guide us into a fear. So the wonderful thing about this, and I've been doing this for many, many years with my clients, is this, that when we use the body's wisdom rather than our own logical reasoning mind to see where a fear may be coming up, what may happen or what does happen in oftentimes with clients is that we get a chance to see um, a fear that may not be conscious. The fear may not be, the client may not be consciously aware of them being, holding on to that fear. And so by using the body's wisdom rather than by just trying to use our logical minds to extract fear, um, it, it really becomes a, a very important and valuable experience to um, long-term moving through that roadblock of fear. So what we're going to do next is we're going to um, allow you to kind of experience your own fear and um, see where this fear takes you, okay? So what I want you to start with is I want you to start with taking some deep cleansing breaths, and just be fully immersed in the moment. 
Now allow yourself to tense up all of the muscles in your body. Tighten, 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 tense, everything, tense, tense, tense. Just tighten everything up in the moment and then relax. And now what I want you to do is I want you to do it again. I want you to just tighten everything in the moment. Just tighten, tighten. Just put all of your focus and attention on tightening everything up in the moment. And then I want you to relax. And then I want you to tighten, tighten, tighten. Really do it. Really, really tighten it all up in the moment. And relax. And the purpose of this is to just bring you into a full level of body awareness and present moment awareness. Now, if you look in your mind's eye, you'll see that um, keeping your eyes closed, you'll see that there's maybe a feeling in your body that is just kind of allowing you to lead and guide you there. You may be holding on to tension and you may be continuing to hold on to tension. So as you look in your mind's eye, your body is your body's wisdom and body's awareness will take you to a place and take you to a point where you want to allow yourself to go. Just feel into that place where you may be continuing to hold on to tension. Just feel the space within your body. It may be allowing you to go into your heart or any of your organs. It may be going into muscles or bones. But it, wherever it goes, don't question it. Just allow it. And allow yourself to move very easily into the space where that tension may be held for you. Now, on your notepad, I want you to just, just, uh, just with half open eyes, write down what part of your body is coming up for you. Where is your body's wisdom guiding you to be? Where are you holding on to that tension? might feel tight. It might feel um, like a a knot or a rope or these are areas or ways that I've been, uh, that have been described to me by clients. So where in your body are you uh, holding on to this fear and tension and describe the area to me? And just, or not to me, but just on your pad and just really walk around and kind of see what it feels like under your feet, see what it feels like for you to be in that area within your body where fear is being held. And then as you feel this, just ask yourself, what's here? What is this? What is this feeling? What is this fear about? What thoughts may be coming forth for me in the moment? What pictures may be coming up for me? So just ask yourself and just jot that down. Ask what's coming up and what's presenting itself. It may even be a memory of something, again, where I mentioned that things may be held in an unconscious awareness place. So go to that place and just gently with, with half open eyes, just write that down onto your notebook. And just take a moment to do that. And while we're doing that, we do have to take another quick break. But that's not a big deal because we're going to be able to come right back to the place where we need to go in order to get the realization or the revelation of what this fear is about for you. So just sit tight, see if anything else comes up, jot your notes down, and we'll be right back. 
Have you ever noticed that sometimes life just feels easier, especially when judgment of you or anyone else ceases to exist? What if you could function from that space all the time? What if gratitude is the key? Every time you are grateful for someone or something, a new universe opens up. What difference can you create in your life and the world from the energy, space, and consciousness of gratitude? Join us on Access Consciousness Presents Beyond Saying Thank You every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. Okay, welcome back. We're exploring roadblocks of fear and using the body's wisdom to be able to fully understand and embrace whatever fear is coming up for you and whatever fear exists within you. So right before the break, we were just relaxing and allowing our body's wisdom to bring us to the place where fear may be being held within our bodies. And what we did was just allowed any tension or allowed our mind's eye to bring us to where tension or fear may be held. And it can be in the organs or skin or anywhere inside the body. So wherever your body's wisdom wants to take you is where you want to go. And we started to ask what was coming up and what was presenting itself for you in the moment. And when you ask yourself and you're really present with fear, rather than resisting the fear, you can just begin to say, what's here for me now? What is presenting itself for me to take a look at? And then here's a really important question, because oftentimes fear just wants to have a voice. It wants you to know something deeper or more meaningful about yourself. And one of my favorite things to know and understand is that within every difficulty, there is a seed of grace. And that's what we're looking to do is get to the seed of grace within this fear. So when we allow fear to voice itself, what does it say? And what does it want you to know? Just jot down the things that come to your mind in answer to these questions. Jot down whatever presents itself and comes forth. And don't question it. Just jot it down. Your mind is going going to want to filter or, or discount the truth. And so just move through your mind and write those things that your body's wisdom Offer, offers to you. So go ahead and take a moment and just jot down what it is that fear says to you and what it is that fear wants you to know. And so if we look at the fear and if we just disconnect from it and rise up, up, up to the place where only love exists. How would love respond to that fear? What would love say is the value of that fear? What is love telling you in this moment where fear is presenting itself? If you write down the ideas again, watch for the filter filter of your mind and just allow whatever comes forth to really be the message for you. So one example, again, as we go back to our, our example of purchasing the pants, maybe that fear is wanting you to know that 
you're stuck in a limited mindset rather than in a mindset of abundance and no limitations. So it becomes the the ability for you to then move through that limiting belief. And so if you look at that, or if we look at the example of the man and the two men in the hospital bed, the fear was really presenting itself for that man to really understand that he may have been afraid simply of dying. And that fear became so overwhelming that he was he became engrossed in his thoughts of why he should be the guy that's sitting by the window and enjoying the view, even though there really was no view. And so his fear of death may be consuming him, and he didn't even know it. And that's what's really fascinating about fear is because it is that it can be an unconscious belief that as we just allow it to be present, as we allow it to be voiced, we can gain so much clarity about what we need to do. And again, it becomes very empowering of how we can move through it. Now, the next aspect of this is to, with a new perspective of this fear, where we have a new fresher, cleaner look at the fear and know that there is a seed of grace underneath the fear. What I want you to do is I want you to write out the words of forgiveness to that fear. And again, if forgiveness had a chance to be here and be present with you, what would forgiveness say in this moment? It may be forgiving yourself for having a limiting belief uh, in or being stuck in the lack. It may be forgiving in, in the case of the hospital room with the two men. It may be forgiving that guy for really only being the guy that's the, the only guy that was available to sit by the window which we know, as we now know the rest of the story, we know that that wasn't true because there was nothing out the window except a wall. But you may have to forgive that guy first in order to really truly understand that there may be what I like to call a story behind the story. So just allow yourself and allow the space for yourself to be in this place of forgiveness and allow that forgiveness to be voiced and allow that forgiveness to be heard. And there is no right or wrong here. And the interesting thing about forgiveness is people will hold on to whatever, whatever uh, difficulty they may be experiencing or, or they may hold on to a lack of forgiveness in justifying the fact that that's what somebody else did and it kind of brings that other person off the hook or lets that other person off the hook. But there's actually real freedom for you in forgiving and allowing forgiveness to be present in whatever it is that you're experiencing. I'm always amazed at kind of the the experiences on death row where guys come through on death row and often the uh, families of the victims um, that where, you know, where somebody may have been murdered and the person has to go on death row. And I'm often amazed at how people are able to move through forgiveness and including the, the person that's going to be put to death, how all of a sudden they have a complete change of perspective and they move through forgiveness what would that look like for you in your own life? What would it look like for you to finally let go of the grievance that you might be holding on to? And if you can't get yourself into a place of forgiveness, um, why don't you just write out what your life would be like if you didn't have that grievance? Kind of describe your life, describe the experience, and describe the freedom that you would feel without having your thoughts consumed about whatever grievance may be coming up for you with another person. 
there is so much freedom and so much wholeness in the element of forgiveness. So remember that what you're choosing to do in this moment, you're determining how you feel right now. And so judging the experience that may have occurred or judging yourself for being in fear, um, it's not going to be very effective. Look outside of yourself. Look at the wholeness of other people. Look at the perfection of others rather than looking at the grievance that you may have with others. Because in this life and in this world, as you see another, it's simply a reminder of how you see yourself. So if you're constantly putting yourself out there in a place of whole, whole loving, forgiving uh, human being, then that's what you're going to be able to see in others. They reflect that. We're kind of living in a hall of mirrors. So you want to make sure that, that you're reflecting that. And that becomes the boomerang. So now that we bring this element of forgiveness in, what I want you to do is I want you to check in with your body, check in with where you were holding on to that fear. And tell me what your body, or tell your notebook rather, what your body feels like in the moment. How are things changing now? How is your body changing now. Look at what happens to fear as we shine the light on it and we flip the light switch on of forgiveness onto fear. So look within your body. And by the way, you may be noticing or feeling or experiencing that there's still tension there. And that's okay, because what I want you to do is if that's the case, I want you to play back this recording. You can access it at any time and you'll be able to replay this experience and redo it if there's some if there's still a means or a bit of tension. So go ahead and make sure that you look at it and describe um you know, describe on your notebook what it is that your body is looking like. Okay? So now what I want for all of you to understand is that this is a really conscious way of empowering yourself to move through any kinds of roadblocks of fear. If you happen to have fears that come up that are are deeper fears or if you happen to have fears that are presenting themselves in um, a very constant sort of a way, that's a clue. You may need support or you may need help. And that's where coaching comes in and that's where, you know, somebody that is really qualified to be able to do uh, and move you through those roadblocks of fear is really important to to do, And I can tell you and I can assure you, I've done this in my own life and in my own world, uh, and I've done it with so many other people over the years that it just, um, it never uh, ceases to amaze me how beautiful of an experience it is uh, when I witness people moving through these fears and what doors it opens for them. So this whole, um, this whole interview and this whole recording is really all about encouraging you and starting with the story of encouragement with the two men in the hospital bed and not being consumed and engulfed in uh, in fear and also in throwing out um, beautiful boomerangs of love and support. Um, that's what this is all about and that's what coaching is all about in the program, in the Direct Connect coaching program that I, I hold. So I intend for you through this message of moving through roadblocks of fear to have greater insights into your fears 
and to empower you to move through those roadblocks so that you have tools. You have the stop, look, and listen approach. And then you have the approach of using your body's wisdom to jot down what may be coming up, either consciously or unconsciously, around fear. Remember that this world is one where if we look through a lens of fear, we're going to get more fear. However, if we look through a lens of love and a lens of encouragement, we're going to get more love. That is the entire message of the boomerang effect. And that's the purpose of this boomerang movement that we're looking to create and generate here with the show. It is your responsibility to see where fear exists within you and then to allow that light to be the guiding force within you. So rather than pick up your phone and go on Facebook or play a computer game, next time you see yourself being presented with a fear, take action for yourself, love yourself enough, and do these things. Stop, look, and listen so that you can get the wisdom that you need and then use your body's wisdom to really truly understand what's going on within you. So that completes our time together today, and I'm really excited to hear your stories of how you were able to move through roadblocks of fear, and I want to uh, continue to encourage you to, to move through those fears and understand that there's so much richness in your world and in your life as you do give yourself time and give yourself permission to work through some of the fears that may be coming up for you. As always, uh, in completion, in, a, in the conclusion of our show here, I want to thank our troops for their continued service and dedication to our country. It is tremendous uh, sacrifice and uh, very, it's very meaningful for all of you that are out there for you to be serving our country, serving our people, and being there to um, being there for our freedoms. And so for that, we give you our love and our gratitude. And we want to um, say to you that we, we are so grateful for all of that. And we want to uh, make sure that you know, and we put a prayer out there that you are safe and protected as well. Thanks so much for listening to the Roadblock of Fear today. Shoot me an email if you have any questions about that. And in the meantime, I wish you a very inspired week and we'll be back next week. Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Fima Zanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.